The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Welcome to the show, everybody. Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. And we've got the Fan mobile app. Listen anywhere, anytime. Crystal clear, and that's driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. 10 o'clock hour on The Fan. Well, that is presented by my friends at Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust, Dupree and score $50 off your next plumbing service at dupreeplumbing.com. So a uh, very uh, loaded-up weekend, man. Probably should have taken Monday off like it seems like a lot of other people here at 680 The Fan. This is a ghost town today. I know we've got a golf tournament going on. But my goodness, I needed a key to get in the place. And uh, obviously... uh, with a day like today, who wouldn't want to be playing golf? Seriously. Like Finner and the boys. But uh, time to get to work, and I'm ready to roll, man. Let's go with a big take. Bucks. Big. Take. Blame that loss on the defense. They could not stop a third-team quarterback who had only been with the team for five days. So disappointing. Back to a losing record. The Falcons' defense let an eight-point third-quarter lead slip. Then, with a four-point fourth-quarter lead, Falcons' defense allowed the Vikings to go on a 13-play, 79-yard game-winning touchdown drive to put the game away. The biggest failure, allowing the quarterback to run 22 yards for a first down on a fourth down and seven situation. Alpharetta's Josh Dobbs was amazing. Nielsen's Falcons defense, not so much. Did you know we allowed 21 second half points, and this is a defense that came into the game allowing 20 points a game. Miss sacks galore. Every time I turned around, somebody was missing a sack. Blown coverages. Come on, man. Blown coverages? Blame this one on the defense. Get one stop. Make one play. We win. Same old Falcons. And there's your big take. (laughs) Hate to get the day started like that, but uh, hey, just trying to keep it real here on 680 The Fan. 
The Big Take brought to you by our good friends at Dayco Systems Heating and Air. Keeping Atlanta comfortable one day at a time. Even when the Falcons lose like that. I tell you what, Josh Dobbs really was amazing. Why didn't we get our hands on him? I mean, he grew up right here in Atlanta playing for Alpharetta High School. I saw him play in a high school playoff game where he threw for 400 yards. And then got a chance to watch him at Tennessee do his thing. So we fall to four and five, three and two at home down at MBS. And the defense is to blame, in my humble opinion. Anybody like to disagree? 404-231-1680, the number. We try to get the TV monitors working in here. There we go. Yeah, we got the uh, morning show. They're out at the golf course, so nobody was in the studio prior prior to me arriving. So, yeah, disappointing Sunday with our Falcons uh, losing a game they should have won. We, we missed four or five sacks. And Bud Dupree uh, missed a big one that could have helped put this game away. Dobbs was so elusive in the game yesterday. And now we face who? Kyler Murray? My goodness, he's the most elusive quarterback in the National Football League this coming week. Not a good scenario there. Now, I'm not saying the offense didn't do anything wrong. We got red, red zone issues. Wasn't that Arthur Smith's uh, selling point? Uh, we heard all about what a genius he was in the red zone. <laughs> that... Uh, <laughs> That hadn't turned out to be the case. You're wondering what the message was after the ball game? Holloway, we got that one. Uh, Heineke talking about what Arthur Smith had to say. You know, pretty much the same as all of our other losses. We felt like we kind of beat ourselves, especially there in the first half. We, we let some opportunities go, and then we, we left a lot of points on the, on the field there. So, again, we'll clean it up. We'll go back and look at the field tomorrow, clean it up, and, uh, and try and get better from there. And I tell you what, there's a disconnect with the general manager, Mr. Fontenot, and the head coach, Mr. Smith. I mean, we draft these, these skill players, it just never seemed to fit. I mean, you had Arthur Smith coming in here, and he was a uh, offensive lineman, all right, so he has that rough and tough knucklehead mentality of we're going to blow people, we're going to knock them off the ball. We're going to run it down their throat. We're going to play physical football, which to me, the interpretation is that is we're not going to outsmart anybody. We're just going to try to run you over. And you got a general manager now selecting at the top of the draft the skilled players that the head coach is not taking advantage of. I mean, Kyle Pitts, he looks like he's back to 100% to me. Watching him play the game yesterday, I think he had five catches in the game yesterday. Should have had 10. I mean, let's go. Let's throw the ball to him. And you got uh, Bajon Robinson... Man, I don't know what's going on. I didn't really buy into this thing that, you know, he wasn't feeling well a couple of weeks ago. I didn't buy into that. Not sure what the real story is. But we didn't, it did not really take advantage of his skill set yesterday. I mean, what's going on? Now, the media asked Art Smith this after the game. What's going on with Bajan, man? Tyler was in a good rhythm. Obviously, Bijan made a few plays. It wasn't just because of the fumble. I mean, you know, it was working, and clearly it worked down to the end. I mean, it just 
the way that it was going, there were certain looks they were doing. They were doing a lot of pressure looks at different personnel. Kind of, we felt we kind of had them locked into a look. That's why we stayed in that personal group. We did, and uh, kind of a little mix and match. But I mean, it was working, so we stayed with with Tyler in the hot air. Uh, you know what? Uh, let me give you the translation on that. Blah blah blah, blah blah blah. Coach Smith is on the hot seat. I know it. You know it. Mr. Blank knows it, and Art Smith knows it. He was supposed to be better than this. And it's been a disappointment. This is year number three of the three-year plan. We're not going anywhere. All right, plenty of college football to talk about today, and we're going to get to it. Right now, though, I'm going to drop my new top five. The best in college football and the NFL. Top 5, presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, under consideration this week, uh, UW, I was impressed, stayed up late, watched the uh, USC game. They took them down 52-42. to And by the way, Lincoln Riley has uh, fired his defensive coordinator overnight. They, uh, they couldn't stop the 680, the fan team. But Washington put up uh, 52 on them, and I tell you what, the the Huskies are looking strong right now. I've got them under consideration for my top five. Staying at number five this week, coming off an impressive win over LSU, Alabama, the Crimson Tide, 42 points they put on that Bengal Tiger defense, and Alabama looking better and better. We'll talk about it in a moment. Bama number five. Number four. By the way, you're not going to like it. The Ohio State Buckeyes. Oh, a lackluster man. win over Rutgers. By three touchdowns? Wasn't it? Rutgers had the lead there in the first half. What was it, nine to seven? Yeah, but they didn't, hit the, they didn't reach the end zone. Yeah, just overall, I've got some questions about Ohio State. Now, did they check in again at number four? They, I didn't downgrade them. Fair they, enough, I'll give you that, but I mean... They stayed the same. We had a, we got a win over a 6-2 and two team by three touchdowns, and Michigan gave up gave up more points and allow, and put up less points against them. So, I mean, Ohio State, they looked stru- like slugs to start, but then when they got that pick six, the entire offense turned right around. Travion Henderson yeah, picked look, up his game. Marvin Harrison got two scores. I had to so. downgrade you because you guys, you couldn't defend the fumble, Ruski. So that a little bit of a downgrade going on there. Got to work on that. Can't be allowing big plays out of the fumble, Ruski. Uh, number three, arrival Michigan. The Wolverines. They're stealing signs left and right. Took down Purdue forty-one thirteen. Cupcake. Like the way their quarterbacks playing, and that's what, another reason why I've got a small edge for Michigan over Ohio State. I like the quarterback for Michigan a little better than the Ohio State quarterback. Fair enough. And Ohio State's got a, just as strong of a defense, and they played a much tougher schedule. Looking forward to seeing that showdown. That's game, gonna be though. fun. Oh yeah, looking forward to that. When one. they're not cheating. If Michigan can get by Penn State this weekend without stealing their signs, yeah, they probably already stole them. Number two, stay in number two, the Seminoles of Florida State. Uh, some people like them, some people don't. I've been on their bandwagon all season long. They're impressive, if you ask me. Florida State winning at Pitt 24-7. 
thumbs up for winning on the road against a conference opponent there. And then staying number one, Georgia Bulldogs. I have not had them number one until the last two weeks. This was their best win of all the top five teams this week, was taking down number 12, Missouri, at home. 30 to 21. I was there to watch the game from the press box and the 680 the fan seat. Right on the 50-yard line, man. We'll talk more about that coming up in a moment. So the uh, top five does not change. It stays the same this week. Georgia number one, Florida State two, Michigan three, Ohio State four, Alabama five. Top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. All right, the Georgia Bulldogs have experienced a huge loss. I'll talk about it next. Got the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan. Think you have what it takes to be 680's next big fan? Do you, huh? Well, we're looking for fresh voices to take over the podcast space at 680 The Fan. We are seeking young, eager, unique duos and trios to join our podcast talent. And you got an opportunity to be that voice. The top three podcast idea submissions... We'll interview live on the Chuck and Chernoff show with one of the podcasters' dream brought to life where you're going to record, edit, and post your podcast from our 680 Podcast Studio weekly for 20 episodes. How about this, Holloway? Unbelievable. You can apply today at 680thefan.com slash nextbigfan. Now's your opportunity to step up. Now, I hope you don't have the problem I do, and that's trying to uh, find uh, time in one of the studios to record the podcast. It's gotten a little crowded down there. (laughs) Hey, there's a lot going on. Let's see what's popping. Let's find out what's popping. The Braves have a a big, big problem. I mean, the, uh, the Bulldogs have a big, big problem. And so do the Braves, by the way. I'll get to that next. But the uh, Georgia Bulldogs, uh, as you know, have lost their best player on offense, Brock Bowers. And it looks like Brock is rehabbing that ankle very nicely, walking around without a brace, no limp. I think we'll see him by the time the college football playoffs come around. Unfortunately, now, Georgia has lost their best player on defense. Most teams would not be able to absorb 
these kind of blows. Dogs have lost their best player on offense, and now they've lost their best player on defense. Pops has gone down for an extended period of time. Jamon Dumas Johnson, inside linebacker, captain of the defense, has a fractured forearm, arm and a cast, and a sling. And they're going to miss this dude, man. Uh, 24 starts in a row. Heart and soul of this defense. He gets them lined up. He calls the signals. And he takes ball carriers down hard. I mean, this guy is a rough and tough, rugged tackler. And these are guys you just, I know it's going to be next man up over there for Kirby. But you just can't replace guys like this. And it is a terrible time to be losing Pops. Missouri last Saturday, you got Ole Miss coming up. Road trip up to Knoxville to take on Tennessee. That what looks to be showdown with Alabama. And the SEC title game is looming out there. And now Pops is out for an extended period of time. You're probably wondering, who is the next man up? Well... It might take four guys to replace Pops. That's how valuable he is. Now, in the game Saturday, they put in freshman C.J. Allen. And then also freshman Raylan Wilson. Both those guys got some playing time with Pops being out. Was there drop-off? Absolutely there was drop-off. The third inside linebacker? With Pops uh, being the main one in there is um, Xavier Sori. He missed this game this past Saturday with a some kind of private problem that he was taking care of. I wonder what that has to do with, but uh, Sori is not available. And I think yeah, what might end up happening, Jalen Walker, who's really turned in to be the best edge defender that Georgia has on this defense, is a guy that is versatile enough to play inside and outside. So you might see uh, Jalen Walker uh, picking up the slack at Pops' position moving forward. They'll have some time to get it figured out this week before they take the field against Ole Miss. But Jamon Dumas-Johnson is now out for an extended period of time, a fractured forearm. Gosh, I'm thinking... Well, you got four weeks to the SEC title game. That would be looking like Alabama. I don't see him being able to be back for that. We're looking at six to seven weeks before the playoffs gets underway. Maybe Pops is able to put it back together again and get back on the field by the time a national semifinal shows up. So uh, there you go, man. I mean, my goodness. Don't need to lose Pops right now. Best player on the Georgia Bulldog defense going down. And I saw it happen, too. I just happened to be spotlighting him, watching him on that play. He immediately was uh, hanging that left arm, hanging it down. I thought, oh, goodness, it's got to be a shoulder, maybe a peck, perhaps the uh, the arm. And well, it turned out to be a fracture. They took him inside. He didn't come back out. And there is the rest of the story. 
Uh, as far as the Braves go, they're going to have to fill this gap in left field. As uh, Eddie Rosario looks like they're going to decline that option on him, $9 million. And so I'm good with that. You know, one thing I was just blown away, I saw where Eddie Rosario, who can hit good pitching, but I was blown away with the fact that Eddie was one of the three gold glove semi, uh, one of the gold glove finalists in left field. Now, please, somebody call right now and explain that to me because he was a liability out in left field. Every time he took the field, he was a liability. Now, he could hit good pitching. And that's why he was here wearing a Braves uniform. Never understood that uh, gold glove consideration that he was getting. Looks like the Braves going to be passing him up as far as that team option goes. Looking for a new left fielder. Every other position is totally taken care of. Alex Anthopoulos has locked everybody else down as far as the position players go. So uh, let's get to work trying to find a new left fielder. All right, I want to bounce around the college football scene for a little bit. And Alabama riding high off that win over LSU. And I'll tell you what, these two quarterbacks put on a show on this one, especially Jalen Milrow. Completes 15 of 23 for 219. Did not turn the ball over. No interceptions. Ran the ball 20 times for 155 yards and four touchdowns. Let me add it up for you. Total offense for Jalen Milrow, 374 yards. Eight yards a carry. No stupid or uh, really bad throws as far as throwing the ball around. Jalen Milrow has stepped up his game. He's full of confidence, playing at a really high level as Alabama hung 42 on that lousy LSU defense. Now on the other side, I know Jaden Daniels got knocked out of the game. Looked like a cheap shot to me. I don't know how you feel about that, but that's targeting if I've ever seen it. Uh, before he left the game, though, Jaden Daniels putting on a really good show, too. 15 of 24, 219 yards, two touchdowns. Did have the one pick. He ran it 11 times for a buck 63 and a touchdown. Let me add it up for you. 15 yards a carry for Daniels. Total offense for him, 382 yards and three touchdowns. Just that Milrose defense was better than Daniels defense. And the Tide now looking to wrap up the West. Clinch a spot in the SEC title game. They need Ole Miss to lose again. Hopefully that happens Saturday over in Athens. Or Alabama just needs to beat Kentucky and Auburn. And that certainly looks attainable. And by the way, Nick Saban. Some people call him the GOAT. You hear that a lot when you cross the state line heading west. Nick Saban's the GOAT. And his resume... Uh, certainly shows up as far as that's concerned. His decision early in the season to bench Milrow and play the backups was a blessing in disguise. Maybe Saban was thinking this all along. Okay, we've seen Milrow. Let's see Simpson. Let's see Buckner. And let's see what they can bring to the table. Well, they they didn't bring anything to the table. It was clear that Milrow 
was QB1 at Alabama. And then Nick Saban didn't hesitate to plug him back in, reinsert Milrow as QB1 at Alabama. And then he sat down with Tommy Reese, the new offensive coordinator, and they put together a scheme to fit Milrow's skill set. Job well done, Nick Saban. They've scored 76 points in their last two games against Tennessee and LSU. And a lot of that has to do with Saban and that decision to sit Milrow down. Let's see what else we got at the quarterback spot. Oh, we got nothing. Let's put Milrow back in there and let's tailor this offense to what he can do. One and two uh, while we're doing this was to mention Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech with back-to-back victories for the first time this season. They go on the road to Charlottesville, and they run for 300 yards against a Cavalier team that their record stunk. But my goodness, they were play, seemed to be playing everybody tough. And uh, you had Georgia Tech go in there and just lay down the law on those guys. And I'll tell you what, that offense looking great. Got the quarterback that is getting a lot of love right now for the job that he's doing, and he should. He's playing well. That dude can run it, too. My goodness, he can pull it down and run with it. And uh, throwing the ball around at a very high level. How about Tech? 45-17 to 17 over Virginia. Back-to-back victories for the first time this season. Haynes King going 23-30 for a touchdown and over 200 yards passing. Haynes King, seven carries for 83 yards and two touchdown runs. And I tell you what, uh, Buster Faulkner, that offensive coordinator, I think that was the best hire that Brent Key made. Job well done there. You bring in Faulkner, working at Georgia at the time, plug him in as a new offensive coordinator, and look at Tech now, 5-4, and 4-2 four, four and two in the conference, and set up to go to a bowl game for the first time in recent memory. Looks like they're going to accomplish their goals. Can we uh, hear from Brent Key talking about that big win up in Charlottesville? It was good to bring a group of guys up here. They, they were able to come out and execute and play the game the way you're supposed to play the game. Yeah, and this is this is a place that I've never won, you know, personally. You know, it's not about me personally. It has nothing to do with that. I think it was myself, Travaris, and Winky might be the only ones that have, have that long standing of a, of a history here at this place. But, yeah, you know, to come up here and get that, that proverbial uh, monkey off your back feels really good. I bet it does. How about Tech? And how about Clemson, man, taking down Notre Dame at home Saturday up in Death Valley? Uh, Clemson, man, as you know, that was a tough week for Dabo last week. And they step up and uh, just play uh, a good four quarters of football. Notre Dame trying to make a run at them in the third quarter. Clemson wouldn't let it happen. I'm sure Dabo's feeling good about things and probably... Uh, looking forward to the radio call-in show this week. You know, last week he had the teenager call up and sort of read in the riot act about the way things were going. And right now, Clemson feeling a lot better about themselves. Let's hear from Dabo. And I know we're down and everybody's throwing dirt on us, but if, if Clemson is stuck, you better buy all you freaking can buy right now. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, here comes Clemson, baby. Look out. Here come the Tigers. 
who sit there at five and four right now. And Dabo's all excited. As you can tell there. Big win over Notre Dame. Notre Dame with a really solid team. Best one of the year. For the Clemson Tigers. Up until that point, they'd beat Charleston Southern, Florida Atlantic, Syracuse, Wake Forest. Clearly, best win of the season for the Clemson Tigers. And by the way, next up, got Clemson hosting Georgia Tech this coming Saturday up in Death Valley. Now, Holloway, I, you know, somebody said, Baloo, who are you pulling for, Tech or Clemson? That is, uh, that's a tough one. Can I just say, after that performance the Tech's had the past two games, I think Clemson better watch their backs because that, that Tech offense starts to get the run game going, man. It's hard to stop them because once that the runners for, like, Haynes King and Jamal Haynes got going for them against Virginia, it was like a landslide, man. They could, Virginia had nothing. So this is a struggling Clemson team that got a big win against Notre Dame. But for the rest of the year, I don't know, man. This Clemson team is kind of questionable, especially since they have all this talent, but their record just doesn't reflect how good they are, at least on paper. Well, we like to sell the show on the idea that we're trying to keep it real. So if somebody did say, Blue, who are you pulling for, Tech or Clemson this weekend? Just being real, the response would be, I hope they both lose. Uh, Florida State and Miami coming up Saturday, too, in Tallahassee. 3.30 kickoff in that one. Wonder what John Michaels is thinking. The Seminole team looking really strong. Got Oregon and USC. They'll be a, uh, the late-night game coming up this Saturday. That one's in Eugene, 10.30 kickoff. Oregon still looking good. Possibility they could make it to the college football playoffs. Michigan, Penn State, and Happy Valley. One of the games of the week, the uh, Fox High Noon Kickoff Show will be there for that one, a noon kickoff, Michigan and Penn State. Washington and Utah, the other quality matchup, that one out in the Pac-12 coming say, up this Saturday. I will say Michigan, I say fine, going back to Michigan-Penn State, I find Michigan found themselves kind of lucky they're not playing Penn State at night because Happy Valley at nighttime, especially in whiteout conditions, that's one of the hardest stadiums to play in all of college football. So Michigan dodged a little bit of a bullet there. But this is the first time that Michigan's really going to be tested, if we're going to be real here. None of their teams in Big Ten play nor out-of-conference play have challenged them a lot. They haven't really been faced with a strong team as Penn State. But Penn State really need, had, to, had to bounce back against Ohio State. They played Indiana and didn't look that strong. Uh, Drew Allard is a great quarterback. I love the way he plays. But, man, he re- under pressure against a team like Ohio State, he didn't really perform at his highest. We'll see if he actually learned anything from that experience at Columbus going up against a really yeah. strong opponent in Michigan. Well, I would think Penn State got better with that loss to Ohio State. Good teams typically, when you face some adversity, you regroup, you, you come back a little better. Michigan has not been tested this year. I would bet, though, Penn State has changed their signals, though, coming into this game. I think everybody in the Big Ten has kind of taken notice there. Just a wild guess on that one. And there's some of the thoughts I have on the college football scene. Let's get to that Bulldog Roundtable, brother. Sports talk station of the dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25 20, far side, like 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! 
Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. I got game day coming to town this week. ESPN game day will be in Athens for the big showdown game with Ole Miss. And uh, talking about under the light, Sanford Stadium is going to be rocking. 7 o'clock kickoff at Sanford Stadium. Bulldogs an 11.5 point favorite over Ole Miss coming up Saturday. Want to take a moment to give a shout out to the Lady Dog soccer team. They won the SEC tournament with a one Nil victory over Arkansas, and this uh, this makes the first time ever the Georgia female soccer team has won the SEC tournament. So congratulations to the Lady Dogs getting it done on the so- on the uh, the soccer field. Men's and women's basketball tipping off. Coach Mike White and the Bulldogs are out in Las Vegas. We're going to run the floor with Oregon in this one. Lady Dogs are at home. Uh, by the way, Coach White. The uh, basketball coach for the men's basketball team at Georgia will be with me on the show Wednesday. Looking forward to that. Got Josh Brooks, the athletic director, on Thursday. Going to sit down with Kirby Smart this week. You'll hear that later this week on the Buck Baloo Show. Always great to get Kirby on, especially before one of these big games like they have coming up. There is a big collision looming out there. I'll talk about that in the final segment of the show. Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union. Free online and mobile banking. No minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps a $5 minimum balance required. Boy, that Hubbard's doing the job, isn't he? Yes, sir. You can count on Hubbard. He's going to give you the latest. A good golfer, too, I hear. Looking forward to getting out on the course with Hubbard. Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. You've heard us tell you about this mobile app. Do you have it by now? I mean, what are you waiting on? Uh, Driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you up and coming at Beaver Direct. And we we are looking down the road here, uh, not too long from right now. We got two teams on a collision course in college football. And I'm not talking about Michigan and Ohio State. I mean, this is a deep south, folks. And we are looking at Georgia 
and Alabama on another collision course. It's going to go, the collision's going to happen right here in Atlanta in the SEC title game a little less than a month from now. Alabama, they ain't Ole Miss to lose to clinch the West. That hopefully is going to happen on Saturday as the Rebels and Lane Kiffin come calling on number one Georgia. But let's uh, let's just say, uh, you know, something strange happens and Ole Miss pulled off the upset. All Alabama has to do to get to the SEC championship game is beat Kentucky and Auburn. And they're in. And I think Alabama will, I believe Alabama will beat both Kentucky and Auburn. Georgia needs to beat Ole Miss or Tennessee win one of those two games and Georgia's in. Georgia and Alabama in the SEC championship game. You just say that and the ticket prices, they go up. Last time they knocked heads, the Bulldogs broke a seven-game, 15-year skid to Alabama. Ending the 2020 season in that national championship game. Think Keely Ringo. Interception, pick six. Remember Kirby was saying, lay down, get down. Keely said, no way, man. I'm taking this one back to the house. See ya. And here we go again. Get ready. This Alabama team is playing their best football of the season. They've got things figured out. Their defense, solid. One of the better defenses you're going to see. Isn't it crazy they held LSU to, what, 35 points? No, 28 points. That is pretty impressive, the way the Bengal Tigers have been running up and down the field on everybody. So you got Alabama playing quality defense. And they finally figured things out on offense. Got a huge offensive line. Stable full of quality running backs. And a quarterback that's electric. And full of confidence right now in Jalen Milrow. Throwing the ball better. I mean, here's a guy that can throw it vertically. Intermediate, not so much. But he can pull it down and kill you with the legs. Alabama playing outstanding football right now. In fact, they're playing so well. They're playing, uh, as I see it, they're playing so much better than Texas is right now. That's the reason why I've got Alabama rated ahead of Texas, who beat Alabama to start the season. Looking at the teams right now, Alabama's better than Texas. And then you got Georgia. Got that win streak going on, regular season win streak, SEC win streak. Looking really impressive. And it's not so much just one guy. It's the depth of this Georgia team that's impressive. They've lost Brock Bowers, their best player on offense, and they've been able to cover it up. They've now lost their best player on defense, uh, Jamon Dumas-Johnson, inside linebacker, and I'm assuming they're going to be able to cover it up. A deep, talented team across the board. Playing really good defense. Might want to tighten up that run defense a little bit more. And really good on offense, Bobo and Beck leading with the passing game. 
spreading that ball around. Lad McConkey back as the go-to receiver right now. Got a multitude of weapons to get the ball to, and Beck's doing a phenomenal job of doing that. Clearly, these are the two best teams in the SEC. And clearly, you can go ahead and get ready for the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Georgia Bulldogs to end up knocking heads again right here in Atlanta in that SEC title game. And it's going to be a good one. Looking forward to seeing it. Glad to be here. We will lock that down soon. We'll be talking about it, breaking that thing down uh, ad nauseum, man. Position by position. It's going to be awesome. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Want to follow up on a conversation from last week. I spoke about high school football careers ending last Friday night with the regular season coming to an end. Not everybody making the playoffs. And there were a lot of seniors that put on those pads and that helmet for the last time in their careers. And, you know, I was talking about how my heart went out to them, knowing full well that... You know, I might be possibly dealing with that same situation with my son. Got a junior, Rhett, and a senior, Braden. And we suffered through another blowout loss to one of our rivals, West Forsyth. We're at South Forsyth. Suffered another blowout loss to West to end the season one and nine. And I have to say, I was so proud of both Braden and Rhett. Played really hard. They played hard for four quarters in spite of the score, what was on the scoreboard, and I'm really proud of that. And I was watching Braden as the final second ticked off the clock, and the game ended, and both teams lined up to shake hands, and Braden stepped off to the side and took a knee, and I thought, I got to get to my son. I jumped the fence, hit the field, We embrace, get a chance to tell him how proud I am of him, how much I love him. And uh, needless to say, there were some tears shed right then and there. But uh, feeling for all those high high school football seniors who saw their high school football days come to an end on Friday and wishing all those high school football players that advanced to the playoffs the, the best of luck as we get the playoffs underway this week. And that's that. Yeah, it was... Lear's really emotional, man. I knew it was going to happen. Not looking forward to that day, bud. Man, I'm telling you. That was hard, man. That was so hard. All right, it's going to do it for my show today. We so appreciate you hanging out Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. Uh, we're going to do it again tomorrow. we got Nick and Chris coming up next. Stay tuned for that show here on The Fan. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. 
You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps $5 minimum balance required.